0: Jet, how do you do this? Jet, how do you do that? Or let's just even put it on me because I don't want it to be all about you. I ask someone as Jet, I'm Jet, how do you do this? I'm Jet, how do you do that? That's me asking someone else. So it's not just you asking me, trying to make me feel all support. Supporier? A new beer. Supporier from Superior. What? No. Sopora. Sopora? Yeah, that's a beer. This is episode 89 of Psychotherapy. I am Jet Dunlap, your host and a half. And I am talking about a concept of. You've asked a person a million times how to do a thing that you will not do. But if you decide to do it, then you will. I wrote scripts. I did stand up and I learned how to twirl a a coin over my knuckles. These are things I've wanted to do my whole life. You're saying you wrote multiple screenplays and you're talking about twirling a coin over your knuckles? Yes because they're both things I wanna do my whole life. And in my next year of life, my 30th year of life, my new 30th year of life, I am going to, wait for it, I'm going to become a person that I'll tell you about later. Ooh, teaser, ooh, Jet, real good teaser. Teaser trailer, teaser trailer, you have to listen to get permission. So, I am Jet Dunlap and this Incredible epi- incredible, amazing episode is going to start right now. I realize I've alluded to it, but I haven't actually addressed it. And that is my quitting depression that I discovered on the episode called ADD at the wheel. And then I think I discussed it a little bit in the episodes after that or episode after that, but I didn't go into detail. Let's start with the basis of belief in why I think this is possible. I've mentioned before that when I try and think of something like math or a word that I've had spelled for me by my wife and then before her countless people, and I can't get it because of my dyslexia, It feels like my brain goes into a void and I get squirmy. It's almost like a nightmare. You send out the probe, nothing comes back. You've heard that before. And then I said there's a chemical precursor to feeling sad that then opens up the floodgate. So let's get into that. There's a chemical feeling that spikes, the sadness. Then that opens up this wound of every wrong deed, every misery i've ever had in my life and then that brings me to a place where i'm thinking about a negative future based on a negative past so this theory is that because it has a precursor like the desire to smoke a cigarette or any bad habit grabbing food there's some kind of trigger right what i'm trying to do is buffet the distance in that place so when i get sad that's going to happen i'm just going to fall into despair for some stupid reason Once that happens, what I've been trying to do is replace that, now I'm on like day three. So if I start to feel that sadness, which leads to a thought, which leads to depression, which once I go into that cycle leads to more of itself, more of itself, more of itself, and that can ruin an hour, which ruins a couple hours, which ruins a lunch, which ruins how I'm speaking to people or how I react to things, then I put stuff off, then I feel like I'm behind on my activities and then that turns into a day, two days, three days, And you get the cycle. So it snowballs. So I'm trying to put interference. So what I've been doing is when I feel that I stand up. The other night it happened. I stood up, walked outside, went out to my yard, started watering the plants. Now, that wasn't like something I had set up. That wasn't an anchor reaction so that I'd say, okay, every time this happens. It was just I needed to change my environment, I felt. So I changed my temperature as far as the fact that it's a different temperature outside. And so when I had the feeling it was in a different place than when I went outside and my brain was tricked. So it worked for that one instance. So I started trying that later, maybe I'll do push-ups. That's what I did the second time. Now last night, or I talked about it in the last episode that I talked about in this episode, which is so useless of a statement because I'm just saying that I'm doing what I'm doing right now. But last night I couldn't sleep at all just kept waking up. One of the things I did was I wrote out a list of everything I want to do in July, and it's like 50 things. It's insane. But I was considering the idea that maybe I didn't sleep because I've been shifting this habit, shifting this neural pathway of how I react to this sensation. The idea of quitting depression is, I'm going to guess, Not possible clinically. One of the reasons I'm not looking into it like I would in normal cases is because I don't want to read a bunch of books on the false notions of something that will be disproven at a later date. I'm not trying to say there aren't facts. There definitely are. But I'm trying to see if in my personal experience, I'm able to do this and if that won't be a benefit to you. Because if I can do it, you can do it. And why is that? We're both humans. Will it be easier for you or harder for you? Yes. But because we are made of the same stuff and we are virtually identical except for experience, nature, and nurture. But other than that, we're same. you get it. You don't go to the doctor and the doctor says, no more monkeys jumping on the bed. He might say that. But you don't go to the doctor and the doctor tells you, wow, that's weird. I've never seen one of those. You have an arm coming out of your head. More or less, we are the same. And that's why I feel this experiment could bear fruit for you. Now, I'm not gonna go into it too long because I'm trying to make it something that happens in real time and something that I comment to on a semi-regular basis on the show, just so you know how it's progressing. That's all. I can't report more than I felt, and that's what I felt. It's been working, but I had a sleepless night. Who knows why? End of report, second topic fitness. My brother, Stephen, gave my brother Mitchell a (laughs) t-shirt on Christmas, and Mitchell did not like this t-shirt. Mitchell is our youngest brother. He's like 24. Stephen's less than two years apart from me. And let's just say our youngest brother has a far different relationship with food than my other brother, Stephen and I. That's not even fair to say because maybe it's, no, it is, it is fair to say because how we look at food, we all love food, isn't love food. Food's the best, but he ingests it more. Am I being PC or am I being a monster? I don't know. He's much larger than us by a hundred pounds, maybe more big guy. That's a fact, not a judgment, big guy. So my brother, Steven gets Mitch this t-shirt that says I'm into fitness, fit in this whole taco in my mouth or fitness, whole burrito. I think it was taco. I think that's funny. That's why I said fitness. What a stupid story. But I think it's funny. Fitting this whole taco, fitting this whole pizza, I like it. That's a good fitness. I like that more than I do working out. Don't don't be silly. Yes, we convince ourselves to like working out. Is it better than pizza followed by cheesecake? Well no, that might be a little too much cheese. Is it better than all your favorite foods at a wonderful place with friends? No. No, you go to a loud place that now is dangerous. You have to wear a mask. You listen to music that convinces you it's okay to keep doing what you're doing. You move metal objects back and forth. Or if you're my wife, which very few people are, you do an exercise that is syphysis. 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 Sisyphus. That guy who uh, rolled that that Greek dude (laughs) who made the euros, the gyros. No, not that. Syphysis. Syphysis. My gosh, they did that just to stumpify me. That guy who rolled that uh, that stone up that hill every day, right? My wife does the treadmill and the elliptical machine. Or, you know, the repu- the recumbent bike. The repugnant bike? Jet, what is going on with you and your tongue twisters? Anyway, the repugnant bike. That's very funny to me right now. Those things are an active futility. But what does it do? It makes you fit. Blah, blah, blah. You get the idea. Why was I talking about this? Great question, and I'm glad you asked. I have been doing a new fitness approach. I have to. I have to come up with new approaches to get new results. If you've always done what you've always done, you've always got what you always have. I just made that up and it made no sense. What I'm saying is, if everything you've ever done has brought to you, has brought to you, oh my God, if everything you've ever done, say it with me, guys, help me out has brought you to where you are now, then you must do something different to get where you have not been. Put another way, to break the habit of being yourself, you must unselfify. That's the name of the show. I have to write that down. Unselfify? Is that like U-N-S-E-L-F-A-F-I? F-I like Semperify? Like Latin again? I don't know. I'll work on that later, but uh, you must unselfify. So I'm doing a new workout routine. Why? Because in March, I was in tremendous shape. And then this pandemic hit, and I tried to turn that into working out at home. It didn't work out. Then I tried to make a workout environment by completely landscaping our yard, which took us three months. And even though I was working out every day, shoveling, moving boulders, because we did that gabion fencing, which is just wire with rock behind it as a as like a beautiful wall even though that was three or four hours of working out a day i did not get in the shape i want to be in my goal for my next year of life my 30th year i'm going to turn 30 for those of you who listened before that's funny i have to tell you where the funny is you know it's like the bouncing ball and those old sing-along vhs's or dvds also old i mean streaming youtubes because i'm turning 30 for my next year of life it's going to be competitive fitness. I want to go out for one of those competitions in bodybuilding. Never done it. Just like writing a screenplay. I'm not going to go over all the accomplishments I've had in the last year because there's too many and I want to make a show out of that. Writing screenplays, doing stand-up comedy. I've broken the mold over the last year. It's amazing. I'm so proud of myself. And I still have much more to come. But my point is that I have to do new things in fitness. And one of those things is I've committed to 5,000 push-ups this month and 100 miles run outside. And then I have a commitment for my podcast amount too. But I'm not going to share that with you because that would mean that I'm just trying to blow these out, which I'm not. I actually got words, friends. I've got words. But the reason I mentioned that is that, brief story, we go up to a trip every year. <laughs> I'm going to have to call this person Farfalax, okay? Because I can't use names. Of people I care about, even though the stories are better if I don't say a friend. So Gina, myself, let's call myself Juniper. So Juniper being me, Gina and Farfalax, and her boyfriend Jamkaban. Oh man, what was I? Juniper? Farfalax, Jamkaban, and Gina? Okay, we're all on a walk. And Jan and I are talking. And Farfalax starts talking to Gina. And Farfalax says, you know, Gina, you're in such great shape. And Gina, she dismisses that. She just It's not just like being polite. She just doesn't like that, doesn't pay attention, whatever. But then she starts going into her rigmarole, delicious (laughs) rigmarole. Oh, Jet, come on, get it together. And Farfalax starts listening. So Gina's doing her old favorite record where Gina says, you know, if you eat a bell pepper, it releases its wonderful, secret, special, I'm stalling because I forgot the word, flavor palette. Did you know water has a natural sweetness? I like to have baked water every morning. Oh, so delicious. What I'm trying to make fun of is that Gina eats rabbit food and really enjoys it. You're thinking, no, she doesn't. She pretends to. Oh no, she actually does. She has radishes, no beets, beets by radish. Like those Dr. Dre headphones. And she puts like olive oil on it. No, not oil. What's the one? Balsonic vinegar? Something like that. Vinegar. It stinks to high heaven. And she eats this and she likes it. She actually eats what you see in TV commercials. She eats a grapefruit and like a half a yogurt for breakfast. It blows my mind. Today I had a protein shake with vegetables and it was horrible. I had to not breathe through my nose while I ate it. That's me. I will eat what's bad to get in a certain shape, taste bad. I'm not gonna deny it. Gina actually likes that stuff. So she's tark she's tarking. Let's call talking tarking. Talking to Farfalax, tarking, sorry, I have a whole new language for this backstory. As we walk around on this vacation. And Farfalax says, I wish I could just do what you do, Gina. And then I'm Juniper. What was the other guy's name? (laughs) Oh man, I put myself in a pickle. The only reason I said that is I'm looking at a pickle. Not a pickle, it's not just sitting around in my house. A pickle jar that I need to put in the back fridge. Could you remind me to do that? I digress. So Gina and Farfelax are having the same conversation they've had a hundred times about fitness. And I said, finally, because I care about Farfelax. let's just say it's a he. He is someone I care about. And I said, with a little bit of frustration, but with the intention of actually solving this problem, I said, Farfelax. every year you come up here and talk about how you're not in the shape you want to be in. Every year you pick Gina's brain and for some reason Gina falls for it and talks to you about how she eats all this food you're never going to eat. That's not what's going to change it. I would recommend for your own sanity one of two things. Either A, do what you know you have to do because you already know. Gina's not the first person you've talked to about this and you've talked to Gina about it a hundred times. Talked to me about it too. That's a dose of reality, I know, but it's because I care and I want this person to become healthy. Talking about diet. And I said, so here's what you have to do to save yourself some heartache. And for those of you out there going, Jat, everything is beautiful. Beautiful is beautiful. Yeah, of course it is. That's fine. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Beholder. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Understood. Check. Got it. Perfect. This person wants to get in shape. So... Their beauty image must be identified with a more fit version of themselves. How dare they? They're sh- self-shaming. Whatever. I can only take it one at a time, you crazy person. Talking to myself, of course. Farfalax is walking with us, and you already heard I was halfway through the story, and then you interrupted me with that nonsense, something about a pickle. I said, I'm going to help you out. You have one of two choices. Listen to me with both ears, friends both years this year over here and this year over here and this year, and this year and this year and this year so that's all four ears, okay listen to me you have two choices when it comes to fitness one do it just do it you can't come up with anything better than what nike came up with it's not like they invented it but it's perfect just do it you want to do a thing you do it how do you quit drinking you stop drinking you want to be a runner start running how many miles you first run, how you quit drinking, that's all minutiae. It's this simple. Stop a thing, start a thing. That's it. This person knows how to get in shape. This person's done it before. So do that, and I'm going to end this episode with this so that you actually have the impact of this statement because I think there's some real weight to this. Or stop worrying about it. And that's the one that's much more PC friendly, not intentionally, but it's true. Live with yourself. Just say, this is who I am. Take reality on its own terms and say, I am this person. I gain more satisfaction out of the way I am right now than the compromises I make for this shape. So this person has back pain and all that stuff. But if they've been this way for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, whatever the case is, maybe they derive more pleasure from it than pain. So give in to that and stop pretending you're going to diet. Or not diet, but get healthy. Either of those choices have something very important. A decision must be made. A decision must be made! That's no quote, but it sounds like something from a movie, right? You need to either do it or not do it. Do or do not, there is no try. I'll say it in my normal accent because I just made this up. Do or do not, there is no try. That is a voice I've done. I call him Joda uh, that's mine. Yeah, no one else has that. Do or do not, there is no try. That's better. And I'll go ahead and give George Lucas that credit. What a great statement. Do it or don't do it. That's it. There is no try. When I decided to do 5,000 push-ups this month and 100 miles outside, done. Done. That's it. I'm doing it. Now, because there's no option, it must happen. That's what I recommend to you. Whatever it is, guys. And here's something. I've started with my hypnosis clients, and I'll go into it in a bigger sense later. Reach out to me if you need to, okay? Social media. People have already started doing this. Let's get a dialogue going. You have questions you want me to answer on the air? You have things you want to discuss? Talk to me. And the lucky few, maybe I'll actually talk to you on the phone and we'll air that. So keep me in touch and, uh, you know, I love you. Uh, I miss you. Whatever. I'm out of words. Psychotherapy with Jet Dunlap ends now.